You are listening to Fellowship Around the Table. Welcome to the Weekly Chat. I'm your host today, Heath Casey, and joining me is our lead pastor and Dallas Cowboys football fan, Eric Bryan. Oh, don't don't start that way. That's <laughs> It's going to prove disastrous. Eric, thank you for joining me today. I've been hearing it for 20 years. Is this the year for Cowboy fans? It's always the <laughs> it's year. It's always the year. And then we just drop off a cliff and come back again. We're gluttons for punishment. I know. I grew up in this state. So many people are Dallas Cowboy fans, but my family coming from Kansas were big Chiefs fans. But when I was growing up, it was Cowboys were winning Super Bowls right and left. Yeah, that was a good run. But I'll have to admit, if I were betting on your team or my team, I'd probably bet on your team before I would bet on my team. Mahomes. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Mahomes effect. It's good to have a quarterback if you like like the NFL. Amen. (laughs) Can I say amen about football on this podcast? I I think so. Uh, Okay, all right. I think so. I don't know if there's any rules. Okay, cool. (laughs) Well, today we're going to begin a discussion on engage, pursue, share. If you've been around FBC for any time, you hear this saying that is, we are a church family that is engaging the Bible pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. Eric, what what is this saying? I mean, is this our church's motto? Is this a purpose or a mission statement? What is it, and why do we repeat it so often? Yeah, so, you know, though I have a business background before I came into full-time pastoring, I'm not sure I'm a real expert on knowing what's a purpose statement or a mission statement. Right. <laughs> I wrote down in, in my notes as I pondered this question, it's a function statement. It's a function statement. And, you know, I, I, I would say we could we could go straight to one passage that'll kind of lay out the, the framework for us, the, the foundation, and that would be Acts 2. Okay. And I'm if you'll permit me, I'm going to read 42 and then 46 and 47 out of chapter 2. Yeah, please. It says, they, these first Christians, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and, and the prayers. And then it goes on to say, you know, after that, it says God basically did wonders among them, like incredible, wonderful things. And then it concludes by saying, day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were saved. So... Did you did you see those elements the engage it says like they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching yeah pursue Christ centered relationships fellowship breaking of bread praying together yeah. and then you know sharing the good news of Jesus it doesn't explicitly say that but what it says was they're in and among the people uh, where they lived yeah. you know they found favor with all the people and God as he always does even today adds to their number, those who were being safe. So I don't know what that exactly looked like, yeah. but what I know is it meant they're engaged with their people in their place, in their time, doing their thing and bearing witness for the Lord, and he's growing the church. That's right. So that's that's where it comes from in my, in my, in my mind. I, I love that. And you have that first example right at the birth of church in Acts 2. Yeah. But... You know, as we look at church history, we may not have as much detail as that just laid out about every fellowship and every local gathering or expression of the body throughout time. But that's what has happened for 2,000 years in local bodies that are thriving. Yeah. And don't you – let me ask you this, Heath. Don't you think 
we have a tendency or a risk of overcomplicating that at times. <laughs> you think, you yeah, know, right? in churchianity, you know, with models and everything else. I know. I mean, the reality is, and I'm not saying it's not good to have a strategy and a process and all that. I think it is actually pretty good stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, I, in my mind, you better be able to come back to the fundamental building blocks that are timeless and have never changed. What are, what are your thoughts uh, are on Are you that? trying to say that the church existed and thrived before there was MBA programs? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That sounds that sounds good. I'll, I'll, I, could, I'll, I could say that. I'll I'm an MBA. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. But I, I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really that fundamental. Yeah. It, we don't, we can overcomplicate it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, a sweet spot is when you're, when you can steward that well and have a good time and place way of working that out in your own context yep. and always say, we're going to keep coming back to engage, pursue, share, then you're firing on those cylinders. And I love how simple and clear that is mm-hmm. for for every level. Somebody that's been here for 45 years, somebody that's on staff, somebody that is just coming in the door, it's really clear what we're about and what we're going to be doing. And we can use that as a grid when we think about all the ministry opportunities that are in front of us. And we do, we do that as elders. We think about what the ministries we're doing, do they fit that grid? Yeah. And our, you know, our friend Jay Rhodes, who's on our team here, you know, he talks about how many times you have to say stuff before it sticks. Yeah. And we've been saying it a lot. And I think it's finally and encouragingly sticking that people can easily remember it and, and say it. And of course, the proof in the pudding is then do it. Then do it. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about it. Absolutely. And we say it, you can see it in the outline of our bulletin. Our bulletin is, I is love that. filtered. I do too. It's filtered That's by the Engage, Pursue, it. Share. Yeah. And I see all the ministries this church is involved in. I see the ministries embracing it and thinking about what they're doing through that grid as well. Amen. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's excellent. So I'm trying to think, I mean, I think this is three, four, five-ish years old in that language, but having been here... 12 years myself and and having been an elder, I know that this is kind of updated language, but this is still very true to the founding of this church. What are some of those other ways that we used to say this at Fellowship Bible Church that is really still the engage, pursue, share? Yeah. So before I flesh that out, I would say it's not four or five years old. It's not the dozen years you've okay. been around. Yeah. It's not the however many I've been around. It's it, it's as it's as old as Acts two. Acts two. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So again, well uh, not to not to beat that dead horse, but man, this is we can't improve upon what God said the framework was and yeah. and how He built it from the beginning. Now, as it relates to FBC here in this local time and space, so this is a cool story. Back in the the early seventies, uh, Doctor Gene Getz was noodling around on these issues of the church hmm. and super faithful to these timeless biblical principles. But he recognized that we want to also look at it through the lens of history and culture, hmm. where have we come from to find ourselves where we are. And then wherever we are, wh- how do we contextualize things in the culture where we live to most effectively reach people for the cause of Christ? So Dr. Getz noodled that around, writes a book in the mid-70s called Sharpening the Focus of the Church. And in it, in addition to those lenses, he talked about three vital experiences. Okay. And we ended up at our church 
I think. I don't know what the story is behind how it sort of became called Three Vital Relationships. Relationships. That's the one that, I recognize. That'll yeah. be one yeah. you recognize and some older timers will. But relationships with the Word, mm-hmm. with other believers, and with those outside the church. I think Dr. Getz said Three Vital Experiences, Christian Growth, through Bible teaching, fellowship, and outreach. Fellowship, Bible, church. There you go. <laughs> so, hence the name, right? Yeah. And so that's how he put it together. And I think is a super helpful construct with faithful interpretation from the word to say, yeah. how do we look at this and say, how do we function today? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. And we, full circle. So here we are in 2022. Engage, pursue, share. Yeah. What are the three vital relationships? Engage with the Word. Yep. Uh, pursue with other believers. Share, outreach, those outside of the church. Uh, the more things change, the more they, they stay, stay the same. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love that. I I'm so glad you walked through that because I have that knowledge, and you just kind of went into more detail than even I remember. But I wanted other people to to hear that and and see that connection not only through the 45 years at this local body, but all the way back to Acts 2. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, and I we might might be coming to a podcast near you at some point, but isn't that awesome that God has blessed this church with 45 years? It's incredible. I mean, praise God. It's older, older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about, I forget the scientific term for those who study, you know, ancestry. What is, what are... It's not going to come it's to It's not me. an anthropologist, it, is it? Maybe it is. Uh, or they dig people up. They, I'm not I don't sure, know. But... That, that's, that sounds right. But scientifically, they look at a generation being 33 years. Ah. And to me, that sells me that Fellowship Bible Church is already a multi-generational church. Awesome. And that's something I know you know about me. That's passion of my heart is that this church continues in these same foundational principles and holds fast. Yes. Regardless of what the culture is doing. Yes to these things. And that's why we've made it as clear as possible. Engage, pursue, share. Amen. Yeah. I'm with you. So the saying often gets truncated down to just engage, pursue, mm-hmm. share, but it's actually longer. And it starts off with, we are a church family. And you've talked about this on Sunday mornings a, a bit, but I would love for you to flesh that out for us. What does it mean to be a church family? Well, if you'll permit me to, to again, say something before I get to the word family, Yeah. The word church, okay? What is a church? Yeah, what is a church? Okay, so scripture has this word called ecclesia, and even people who are outside of the church may have heard that before, ecclesiology, ecclesiastical yeah. things, and it basically just means a gathering. It means an assembly, and if you broke that word down, this is super cool. The first part, ek, means out of, and the second, kaleo, means to call. So it's a gathered assembly called out of something. Mm. I think called out of the world, but remaining in the world, so yeah. to speak. And so then we're a church family. So we gather together, and First John 3, 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Wow. And so we are. So that's... That's why we're a family. Yeah. You know, I am fond of saying being a, a church family is really closer than any other form because it's it's a blood family, but it's the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So we talk about blood <laughs> families are the closest. I'm like, yeah, church family is even closer. Even closer. Because it's all bound together in the blood of Christ. We're his children. So 
you're my brother. When I call you brother, it's I'm I'm saying it biblically. And we see that language in the Bible and Paul talks about the church over and over. We use that analogy of a body with body parts all knitted together, all working together, not one part more important than the other. Amen. And all connected. And so family. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a church family. And I I love that you broke down that word church because I see it used in such confusing ways in culture. And it's just something that's developed over time. I know biblically, that's the only way it's used the way you just described it. Exactly. But in our culture, we can say a church and refer to a physical building. Like there's a church right right there on 91st Street. I see the building. Right. Sometimes it's used to talk about an event, like we're going to church. Yes. And then sometimes people refer use the word church to refer to kind of the institution, yeah. the so-called 501c3 piece. Yeah. But biblically speaking, the Bible never uses the word church for those three, mm-hmm. even though I understand that culturally we do. Yeah. Biblically, it is the body of believers. It yeah. is the ecclesia, as you say. Yeah. And Heath... You you made a point right there. I'm not sure if you meant to. But I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Is that how you've achieved all the success right. you've achieved? You just keep talking. An accidental success story. Yeah, just keep <laughs> keep talking until they either all go go to sleep or this agree the, with you. The beauty of the podcast, Eric. We can, I can talk, 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 and I can just clip out the bad parts. Exactly. So you come off as a genius That's every right. time. Okay. Uh, those listening in the audience, I'm going to tell you he's not. But anyway, <laughs> you made the point that it's always the best move to go back to what Scripture says. Yeah. We may use it other ways, but Scripture's pretty darn clear about what it's saying. Yeah. And and so we do well to let Scripture define these things for us. That's right. So we are a church family. Family. We are a body of believers that <clears throat> is... Going back to Acts 2, engaging the Bible, pursuing Christ-centered relationships, and sharing the good news of Jesus. That's all the time we have for today. We're going to continue this conversation over the following weeks to break down more of that engage, pursue, share piece. Thank you so much for joining me today, Eric. Oh, I, I loved it. Anytime, anytime I have Heath time is, is a good day. <laughs> Same with Eric. All right. Thank you all for checking it out, and we'll see you next week. Fellowship Around the Table. To check out more, visit fbctulsa.org.